Oh, All right, we're here. All right, we're here. Hi. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to, what are we on, week three of the quarantine special? I think so. Probably about right, yeah. Yep. But this is me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Indeed. Where Except we, not my parents. No, my parents. His parents. Uh, where we watch uh, Liam Neeson movies, and then we forget to write a script, and... We never write a we script. We never write a script. We don't and we discuss scripts. how much peril he's in, and I think we're going to be on a roll of zeros here. Spoilers. Uh, we're also coming close to the end of our list, which meant it was my turn to go through his filmography and see if I missed anything. And I had, but what I had missed was not available on Amazon Prime like it said it was, and I was very disappointed with myself. And then Mom found it at the library. I found it at the local <laughs> library. During the... We're in the middle of the coronavirus quarantine in our state, but the public library allows you to... Uh, check out items with curbside pickup. Nice. So I I got this uh, made-for-TV three-part British yep. series called um, A Woman of Substance mm-hmm. and uh, picked it up the curbside of the library the other day. So this was a three-part television drama miniseries. <laughs> uh, information about this one, because this one is actually kind of a big deal. Uh, it was aired on Channel 4. Over there. Okay. They have channel 1, 2, 3, 4. Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, the broadcast of the final part drew 13.8 million viewers. Wow. Which, according to Wikipedia, remains the channel's highest ever audience. Wow. Channel 4 is not the big channel. That's channel 1. Wow. Sure, sure. But uh, shown in wow. limited syndication before the British transmission. It was shown in limited syndication in the U.S. in order to qualify for the Primetime Emmy Award. Okay. That year, okay. which I don't believe it won. Huh. Uh, it was nominated, however, for Outstanding Limited Series and, uh, who we shall talk about, Deborah Kerr, nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series. Huh. So it got a couple nominations that year. Yeah, yeah. And this, do we pronounce her name Kerr or Carr? It's K-E-R-R, so uh-huh. I don't know. I think it's Kerr, but okay. that's It me. looks like Kerr. I... The novel A Woman of Substance came in 1979 mm-hmm. by Barbara Taylor Bradford, who you saw, mm-hmm. who they mentioned at the beginning. First of a seven-book saga. Wow. Also features Hold the Dream, To Be the Best, Emma's Secret, Unexpected Blessings, Just Rewards, and Breaking the Rules. Wow. So, yeah, it's a thing. This, I originally, I think I discounted this because it said TV miniseries, and I thought, oh, well... He's just... He'll he's be gonna, some cameo. He'll, he'll be some background extra. Because this is 1984, mm-hmm. for those of you keeping track at home. Uh, this was only a few years after Pilgrim's Progress. So Right. He was still a very much... He, he was doing... unknown he, working... Well, he was doing stage... Well, and had he done the Michael Collins kind of movies? Those... Um, the ones that were very much no. Irish? Not yet. Not yet. Uh... Well, he's the tallest man in Yorkshire. He is the tallest man in Yorkshire. This was filmed largely in Yorkshire. Cool. Uh, it definitely had a British feel to it. Very definitely. Yeah. Well, in many ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just because all those people were British. Yeah. No, the the settings, the where they yeah. filmed everything. Right. Yeah. The uh, future version, or the present day version of our main mm-hmm. character, Emma, played by Deborah Kerr, who mm-hmm. we mentioned, I... Uh, she is the eye in The King and I, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big deal. Right. Uh, she's in From Here to Eternity with Frank Sinatra and Burt Lancaster. Mm-hmm. She was in An Affair to Remember 
with uh, Cary Grant. She was in Black Narcissus. Narcissus? Narcissus with Gene Simmons. I've heard of that. That sounds weird. And the last thing she acted in was the follow-up series. Oh, okay. Hold the Dream. Which is in our library two-disc set that we have here. Checked out She died in 2007. She stuck around for a while. Yeah. Huh. But she's been in some stuff. Right, right, right. Very very much working characters. She was in the original Casino Royale. 1961? 1967. Really? Yep. Did she have a big part or was she just... She was listed as Agent Mimi. Let me see if that... How... Makes you want to know, doesn't it? Oh, we totally want to know. Now we want to know. We do. How far up the list was that? There's Peter Sellers, Niven, Orson Welles. What? In Casino Royale? Woody Allen? No. What is this? Yes. This is not April Fool's Day. (laughs) Oh, it's because this... This Casino Royale was before the established, like, James Bond canon. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. This is, like, a spoof of spy movies. Oh, okay. All right, right. So, it's got, like, you can see in it, there's, like, Le Chief, who is definitely a character in mm-hmm. when they remade right. Casino Royale as a serious James Bond movie. That's Orson Welles. Sure. Okay, okay. Uh, Sir James Bond, David Niven. Yeah, Peter Sellers is in it, which is huh. crazy. Okay, that makes me want to go and find it. I do kind of want to see that li- now. Okay, I want to know if they have at the library. Uh, Jenny Seagrove. Uh, she was the young Emma? She was the young Emma. She's been, she's another kind of like working uh, British actress. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. huge standout there. But major props to the makeup hair department Oh, for redoing her hair to fit to give us the clue that we've changed decades decades yeah they did a really good job with uh, that the major paul o'neill mm-hmm. no not o'neill paul what was his last name mcgill mcgill, McGill. o'neill is o'neill we'll is get to, we'll get to Liam Neeson. uh he's been in some things more recently he's been kind of what's, working wherever he can get his what, get work. What's the actor's name? Uh, the actor's name is Barry Boswell. Right now, you can oh, find yes. him in basically anything that needs someone to be an actor. He just is in stuff. However, a while ago, mm-hmm. and about ten years before this one, he was in one Rocky Horror Picture Show mm-hmm. as Brad. Mm-hmm. The... <laughs> The Innocent Man. Did you know this? Ha! Uh, no. I, I, about 10 I years only after, went to Rocky Horror Picture Show a couple of times. About 10 years after this, went. he would be in Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and in 2012, he would play Franklin Delano Roosevelt in FDR, American Badass, which appears to be some manner of straight-to-DVD B-movie <laughs> crap. <laughs> well, he's still working. Yeah. No, he's got... Credits in 2020. Huh. Well, good for him. Good agent work. Emma's mother in this was played by Meg Wynn Owen. She's been in Gosford Park. She was in the more recent Pride and Prejudice as Miss Reynolds. Okay, which Pride and Prejudice? Uh, The one with uh, Natalie Portman. Or is that... No, it's Keira Keira Knightley. They look the same. I'm (laughs) sorry. That's that's a version of Pride and Prejudice that's not my favorite. I do like the Mr. Darcy character. Correct. But I don't like... I can't... Kira Knightley is not believable to me, so... <laughs> okay. And Sorry. she played the secretary to the prime minister in Love Actually. Oh my goodness gracious. 
That is crazy. I can't visualize that Neither character. Neither can I. Sorry. But, but we've talked wow, about her before. It makes me want to go back. That was the very first one we did. We have found so many people that have circled back to Love Actually. Yeah. Well, there were so many or people forward. in it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, some of the other ones, too. I mean, some of the other movies we've watched. Uh, like, oh, yeah, actually. we've seen this guy in right, right, three right. other movies. Kind of yeah. I was trying to look up. There was uh, Diane Baker. You know, there are only so many actors. In- no, there's it's unlimited. Yeah. We're gonna, we'll run out eventually, probably. <laughs> I mean, I could be an actor. You yeah. just don't know it. Diane Baker played Laura O'Neill, and she's been in some things. She was in The Silence of the Lambs as the senator that gets involved. She's in The Cable Guy. Oh, man. Well, yeah, so she's, she's a working girl. She's another one. There's a lot of... It seems that the people who played important roles in this continued to play roles in things. They were not... Right. It was not like Pilgrim's Progress, where mm-hmm. basically no one in mm-hmm. that film except for Liam Neeson went on to do it. Right, this right. one looks like they actually got people that were professionals. Were, well, they were on their way up, or exactly. at least had done some things. Yeah. Right. So we got to talk about the Liam Neeson, because this do. is a good one. So... This was several, this was a couple hours. This took us two days to get through because it was a three-part. And, he, br- and each thing was an hour and a half. Yeah, British TV is longer than American TV. <laughs> Apparently. I, but you could tell where the commercial breaks were. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they had clear stops for commercials. So to set up the story so we can put Liam Neeson in it, the it starts off in present day. And present day is actually 1970, uh, where Grandma Emma is working is she's a very successful business lady and it turns out that her kids are trying to her sons are trying to to push her out wait they they don't want to wait for her to die they intimate that they might have some people that could get rid of her more quickly because she's an old war horse and so she starts thinking through how she's going to handle this and that basically turns into a flashback of her entire life Mm -hmm. and she's which takes four and a half hours yeah she started out as a maid at this fancy house in a early, 19, house. early 1900, while also having to be the woman of the house in her own house because her mother is... Uh, she runs into Liam Neeson's character, Blackie O'Neill, while trying to take a shortcut through dense fog. Well, her own home is across the moor uh, yes. from the manor house of the, the squire. Where the fogs would be, yes. And so, as because it is Britain, and because we're in the moors of Yorkshire, there will be fog. Yes. And she, and he is apparently trying to get to the manor house because he has, he's been hired to do a job, and then they befriend one another. Yes. I, when describing his accent to internet friends, I use, I said, it is what Americans would call the leprechaun accent. Uh-huh. It's Lucky Charms. Or it's how I would say, when I'm trying to make fun of Irish people. It's magically delicious. It is. It's He's so very, It's very upbeat and happy. slightly exaggerated. Well, it seems that way to it us. It seems that way because we're it's used... It's almost like a Cockney accent to British. Cockney Irish. Mm-hmm. But it would be whatever we Americans think is... But it is very strange to hear a upbeat, happy Liam Neeson character. It's very strange. It's so opposite of Tooken. Yes. He was pretty good. He was. I mean, he was pretty upbeat the mm-hmm. whole movie. Oh, yeah. Actually, he was upbeat the whole, the whole movie. And he kept the voice the whole way through. It was very Did, good. Even as an old guy. Even as an old guy. 
Because this movie go- progresses through all the way through to their old age. Yep, back to 1970. Mm-hmm. So most of this movie is about Emma. So right, it's Liam Neeson is there. He's there. He's tries to be romantically involved. He's is not, rebuffed. He, I don't think he really tries. I think he just he offered to be the father of the child. He offered to he, marry her. I, I don't think he ever did so in a romantic way. I think it was all you're such a good friend and, that I will. Ruin my reputation to have my name on paperwork for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there was ever anything where he was where he was trying to be romantic. But right. Emma basically goofs up in a big way by discovering the secret sex cave that at the top of the world at the, the top of the world that her mom and her boss had together, and then takes her boss's kid to the sex cave no, on he accident. he takes her to that sex well, cave. Neither of them planned to go to the sex cave. They just happened to go to the sex cave. And then, since they were in the sex cave, they said, well, when in Rome, and then... Take yeah, their clothes off. Take their clothes off. Uh, but she looked really great in that tablecloth. She did. She was wrapped up in a tablecloth real good. So... Well, for a while. Yeah, then she had to get out of the table. You can't have sex through a tablecloth. We're not Amish. Uh, That's weird. In any case, I... Uh, Sometime after they do that, uh, the consequences of having sex in the sex cave come back to them. Guess what? Because she gets pregnant. (laughs) You know what, kids? This is your safety talk from Mama. (laughs) Do not have sex unless you are prepared to get pregnant. In a sex cave. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Anywhere. Yes. Done. Anyways, uh, she confronts the guy and is like, I'm going to be pregnant. And his response is, what are you going to do about it? She says, don't you mean we... And no, he wants the, her to go find a doctor. Yeah, over the course of a few minutes, it becomes clear that his reputation is more important than his relationship with her. And but he struggles over it. He d- he does, but not pretty in, well. I mean, acting wise, acting he wise, struggles pretty well. He struggles with he can't he he can never say to her, "I'm going to give up my position." It's always, "I need to keep my position, but how much can I help you while staying there?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not good enough because, of course, it's not that he offers her some money. Yeah, that's not great, and not a lot of money. If no. I recall. So she has decided that every member of this well-to-do family is not worth her time for various reasons. One, the dad had the sex cave with her mom. Two, this guy had the sex cave with her. And three, the other brother is. A dick. He's absolutely is, uh, is His name of, isn't Richard, but it could be. His, he's a victim of lazy writing. He okay. s- Sexual assault is lazy writing. He's a victim of lazy writing. True. But he is extremely not a good person. He gambles also. Oh, we, well, And he eventually. drinks also. Yep. Eventually Children, he gambles. That's the evils right yep. there. So she basically swears her life to success and revenge over this family. There we go. The end. Basically and, going to squash them. Yep. And she does so with extreme success. Mm-hmm. It is... For a woman in that time period, it seems uh, <clears throat> not logical that she would have been able yep. to be f- that financially successful. She would not have been allowed to purchase property. No, she wouldn't. Probably not, not in the 1910s. No. 1920s even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she was getting property in the 10s. Because she had multiple shops by the time people were going But she was renting. She was renting for a while. She was and renting, she and then she bought them, and then yeah. sold them, and then bought more. She mm-hmm. but, but the point, the point 
right. being that she had figured out how to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Even in a society that was difficult. Right. Yes. For a woman. Now, while she is doing this and being a successful businesswoman, thanks, computer, I did not need that. Now, okay, please don't crash. It's What, did we stop? Nope, it's still moving. Okay, good. Cool. We'll have to just cut that out. Yeah, maybe yeah. I will. I uh, <laughs> Keep it in, makes it sound real. I uh, While she is being successful, every male that is not blood-related to her is trying to get into her petticoats. And... I mean, I get it. It kind of makes sense. If you're going to make your main character be a successful, independent woman, then, yeah, no, go for that. That sounds like a great idea. Well, my huge issue is that if the book was published in 1979, this was at the height of women's lib, feminism, women can do all things, men are idiots. I'm not sh- It was. It was confusing to me that the writer would have put in these other relationships why did they why did the writer keep putting her into these odd situations in which she was having to overcome men to be successful i don't think i don't know if that was the case anyway that was just my perception because the first relationship she had was with a guy who basically dumped her for his status so men are idiots Mm -hmm. the first time she got married she didn't give a crap about the guy. She eventually did. Mm-hmm. But she married him so that... For protection, For protection, yeah. And then he died in the war. The next guy that she married... Well, she did not marry the Jewish guy. Right. Because... That's true. She cared more about his, save, his like, uh, religious mm-hmm. law than he did. She married another guy, again, just because a woman should be married. She didn't do it because well, she, she said about it. it was it. He was good at parties and he was. Yeah, he was basically he was an accessory. Arm candy. He was arm candy for her. Mm-hmm. The one person that she actually had a relationship with, she never successfully married. No, mm-hmm. because they were both. They were. Yeah. They were married. Yeah, and it was people. not. There was. I don't think she was ever in a relationship where she. She was never in a relationship that she had to get over anything. The first yeah. one, maybe, because that was dumb, but that's where mm-hmm. she figured it out. And right. in every other one, she was the one getting what she wanted. There were um, there were circumstances when her husband was killed in the war that she actually had grown to care for him, yeah. it appeared. But it took a while. From the she character, but it took a long enter, time. She did not enter the relationship. It's, like, it's almost like she didn't realize how much she cared for him until he was gone. Yeah. That, that was how it was yeah. portrayed. You know, and then she was sad about it and grieving mm-hmm. over it. And it was almost like, oh, wow, I guess I really did love this guy kind of a thing. Yeah. But before that, she was working all the time. and Yeah. I, I really know. thought she was going to have a relationship with Lee's character. No, nope, really they did. were just good friends. They were good friends. They're legitimately good friends. So he, his progression through the movie, because we are supposed to think about him a little bit. So he starts off as a chimney sweep, which is why he's called Blackie O'Neill. That's not mm-hmm. his real first name. We don't know what his real first name they is. They say his first name once when he's introducing himself at the house the first time. Mm. He says what his first name is, but he says everyone calls me. I don't remember. And that's how he's credited at the end of the movie. Mm. Who cares? Hmm? And he decided he's talking about how he's going to eventually make his fortune. And then he's going to have all these things. Mm-hmm. And he gets done doing the chimney sweep stuff. And then we time jump. Mm-hmm. And he's come back to see her again. And he's got a haircut. And he's got a suit. 
Uh-huh. And he's, and he's going to school. Yep. He's still, like, he still hangs out in the servants' quarters and still talks like the same a person. Laborer. He, he still mm-hmm. talks like a, a, a yokel, as mm-hmm. twere. But he looks nice. And eventually he moves up in the world. He's so an uh, engineer, architect yeah. kind of a guy. A builder. Yep. Builder. He yeah. starts to help her get her feet on the ground when she ha- needs to move away and start her own business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he goes off to the war, uh, his child is entrusted to her. Which is our best shot at peril, by the way. Yeah, but it's not on camera. Like, we don't even see him in a foxhole or anything. We no. don't. We, we don't see, see, we we see, see him getting people. on a train. Yeah. It's about all we saw. We see other people in the war. We don't. We never see him in the Now, by the way. Maybe they didn't get a uniform to fit. That's entirely fine. <laughs> well, we did see him marching <laughs> had, into the train station. He had a uniform on. But it was only from the waist up, because they probably couldn't find pants long enough. Oh, my. Uh, by the way, I, it was asked, I, did they have war correspondence back then? You did ask that. Uh, would you like to know when the first uh, historically considered war correspondent was? Hammurabi. The, in the Persian Wars, Herodotus. <gasps> wow. And we learned about him in homeschool back in the day. Uh, he kind of had some uh, noteworthy right Herodotus. If we're looking for the first modern war correspondent. Yeah. Dutch painter Willem van de Velde in 1653. Wow. Now, okay. on the subject specifically. Mm-hmm. was categorized by rigid censorship. British oh, Lord shit. Kitchener hated reporters. They were banned from the front at the start of the war. A couple of reporters lived as fugitives near the front, sending back their reports. So the government eventually allowed some accredited reporters in 1915. Wow. This allowed the government to control what they saw. Sure, sure. Oh, it's all about the French spin. authorities, equally opposed to war journalism, but less competent, and was leaked to the press during the Battle of Verdun. All right. So, so nowadays, people, when you think about how much information we have, or you think about government spin, guess what? There's it, always been government oh, spin, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's less; it's more difficult to control now because of the access to information. Yes, that's called mass media. But that's not part of the plot of the film. We were just worried about no. where war. Oh, we're off on a tangent. Yeah, weird. So uh, eventually, shiny. Uh, <laughs> the, the war ends. Because, of course it did. We know that it ended. Uh, that's where her husband, who she realized that she likes now, mm-hmm. died in the war. Blackie did not. So everyone's back. And Liam Neeson is helping her just, like, being a friend. And like, hey, you want to build a cool house? Sweet. Let's build a cool house. Like, right. like friends do. You know, your friend's like, hey, I want to, you know, make this cool project. You go, sweet, let's do a cool project. Yep. Uh, after she that meets, was his role for the entire film. It was, and he's got her back. He doesn't tell her secrets. He explains her reasoning, but not in a way that makes her sound vindictive. Because there was that part, kind of in the beginning, where somebody's where the Jewish guy is asking what, like he doesn't get her. Yeah. And why does she work so hard? Like, we all work hard. We all want money. Why does she, she work so hard? And he said hatred yeah. for the life she had. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Not she it hates this family whole... in particular. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I, I do think the part of the movie that made that, where you could tell that she had gotten everything she wanted was when Jerk Brother, 
who had gambled too much realized what he had gotten himself up to because he was well into the third episode it was it took her a long time yeah uh but she contacted she contacted monte cristo him real good uh-huh because he's like hey cool i'm in your hu- i'm in this house i'm in my house he goes what no it's not your house i sold it to this company she goes uh-huh and then, who owns that, that company <laughs> oh uh, oh yeah, and you have to get out of your your business as well. What? No, I sold it to this company. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that would be a, me. It was a yeah. good uh, good moment in the movie. Yeah, well, to finally her... achieve that goal of hers. The revenge hammer. And came she down. was still the uh, she was still the young Emma. Yeah. At that time, I do think that it needed to have a little bit of time for old Emma to figure out that maybe you can be done with your revenge mm-hmm. because it felt like that part of it there was that bit there where she was get letting the farleys back into her life fairly's back into her life yeah there was probably a good 40 or plus years yeah of time that we that sort of just skipped. got skipped yeah. which i mean it was already four and a half hours mm-hmm. we can't see everything but we didn't want to we didn't want to but at the same time it did make the ending so it made some of the ending seem like out of nowhere. Say abrupt. Now the part where she masterfully outplayed her own children—that part seemed in character mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. She had it pretty well figured out, didn't she? She did, and she did everything right. And she was a woman in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, I it was near the beginning and near the end when a mom says, "No, kids, you do what I say." And they shut up and listen. It was kind of <laughs> nice that because that was the one fairly that she actually cared about was mm-hmm. the mom. Mm-hmm. Right. And sadly, with the mom dying, spoilers, I or being murdered by we, the child. People we have die. no idea. We don't know. We dun, don't dun, know. Dun. But it looks like she learned from her not necessarily how to be a strong woman because she kind of wasn't, but how to even when you don't when you don't feel like it, how to have room presence because she when she wanted to have room presence that mom did Hmm. so well the zero to neeson on this one it was about 20 minutes 15 20 minutes it was about 20 minutes yeah but he's stayed in it till the end we were yeah we got done with the first two parts we had three hours and i thought you know what Eh, we're moving into the future see him anymore Eh, we probably won't see him anymore watching there he was in his old man makeup he mm-hmm. was totally an old man. Makeup. Well, first he had a beard. He did not so old, but a beard and definitely looked different yeah. from the young man. And then he got. And then he got into old man makeup. He looked like he wanted to run a plantation. And... <laughs> no, he looked like high school old man makeup, except a little bit better quality. They had. Yeah. They used all their makeup budget on her hair. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, and on making his hair wig. Yeah. Beard. So Gray hair. the real question then is: Does the off-screen peril of World War One count for the movie? I don't know that I felt any peril. We didn't I don't feel either. that he was in. Not peril. that our feelings are the most important. He thing. went off to war, which makes you think, oh, he was in peril because he was at war. He was going to the front lines, so you think that would be perilous. Yeah, but if but it isn't necessarily perilous because he might have been at headquarters clerking for the general or something which would probably not be particularly perilous no but we don't know any of that it's got to be on camera so we can't know so we can't count dan told us it can't count right can't count because it's not on camera 
Okay, it's a zero then. I think in that case, it's a solid it's zero. A zero. Solid zero. Solid yeah, zero. we are really running out. I don't uh, think I don't think Emma's Emma, the character Emma, ever threatened him. No, so that no. wasn't no because they were he friends. He was the from tallest the man in Yorkshire. No yeah. one threatened him. It was the he, they were friends from the get go. As so. Murgatroyd tried to stiff him right at the beginning, but he did not have any of that. Murgatroyd tried to. Um, to uh, give him less money than the agreed upon price. Yeah. Oh yes, he'd have none of that. Yeah, that was about it. That was the most peril he was in was when somebody was going to not pay him enough. <laughs> and Murgatroyd was old. Murgatroyd was old, and he, he needed Blackie to do the work. He did not wear the pants in his relationship either. That Murgatroyd. That Murgatroyd was a bad man. He was not great. Uh, he was any, a slapper. In he any slapped case, slapped a woman. When I have, probably have to do one more sweep through the list, but we might be. Almost done. We might. It might be the Lego Movie coming. It might up be the soon. Lego Movie coming up soon. We've been yep. saving. Not. I don't know if we can call it the best for last because we've already watched it in this list. Right, but yeah. I, but I know I do enjoy this film. We do, and I, you know, I'll sing the song. You will sing I'll the song sing. on on tape. That is maybe. to say, maybe on, maybe on digital audio. All right. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. bye.